And now the spiel. The other day, President Trump, in ruminating on President Jackson, asked a question on everyone's mind. People don't realize, you know, the Civil War. Um, yeah. Was... You think about it, why? People don't ask that question. But why was there the Civil War? Why could, why could that one not have been worked out? That is a good question. Work it out. Art of the deal. You could like, pick a line and say, above that line, no slavery. Below the line, slavery. Maybe make the line around, I don't know, Missouri. That could be a compromise. And why wasn't there a compromise, say, in the year 1850? A compromise could have worked back then. Certainly could have worked. Maybe a deal around the states of, I don't know, Kansas and Nebraska. But you've got to act. Why does nobody think of that? Why does nobody talk about that? But really, what Donald Trump wants is not for Andrew Jackson to have averted civil war. No, what he wants is for a different president to have been the man in the hot seat during the war. A president who is a Republican. Does anyone even know that? A president who is strong and bold. And I think you know the president who Trump envisions as being the right leader for that time. On the morning of July 22, 1862, the president called a cabinet meeting. What he said took everyone by surprise. Nobody knew health care could be so complicated. Also, I love my previous life. I had so many things going. This is more work than in my previous life. I thought it would be easier. Also, I know more than the generals, especially this General George McLennan guy. I can't tell you how disgusted I am becoming with these wretched politicians. They're a most despicable set of men. The president is nothing more than a well-meaning baboon. George McClellan. If crazy at George McClellan doesn't attack Richmond, his ratings will totally tank so average in so many ways. Dear Ellen, I went to the White House shortly after the tea where I found the original gorilla, about as intelligent as ever. What a specimen to be at the head of our affairs now. George McClellan. Everybody should boycott the at George McClellan general dumb. Never worth watching. Always a hit on Trump. He is sick and most overrated person in the Peninsula campaign. Dear Mr. President, General McClellan has almost ruined your administration and the country. He is a do-nothing. He is thinking of the presidency in 64. He is placating the rebels. That's what ails him. Depend upon it. Joseph Medill. So true, at Shytrib Medill. Unlike the failing fake media, amazing at Medill and Friends, I am the real general. The president very coolly telegraphed me that he thought I had better break the enemy's lines at once. I was much tempted to reply that he'd better come and do it himself, George McClellan. At Jefferson Davis is an average talent who is out of touch with reality. He is fighting against his own country. Nobody ever talks about that. Like at George McClellan, a total loser. That is it at George McClellan. You're fired. Hashtag save the republic. Hashtag celebrity apprentice. In just seven days, McClellan had been totally outgeneraled. So much winning. Abolitionist Frederick Douglass was incensed. Also alive, also alive. See, turned out to be true. I'm 10 for 10 in these things. 
Dear Nat, I think well of the president. He has a face like a Hoosier Michelangelo. It's good, so right? awful ugly, it becomes beautiful. Ugly. With its strange mouth, huh? its deep-cut crisscross lines, and no. its donut complexion. Well, maybe a marmalade Danish. I do not dwell on the supposed failures of his government. He has shown an almost supernatural tact in keeping the ship afloat at all. I more and more rely upon his idiomatic Western genius. Walt Whitman. Has anyone looked at the really poor numbers of at Brooklyn Eagle? Way down, big trouble, dead. Walt Whitman, no talent, will be out. It was a supreme moment. The home of the fleeing president of the Confederacy, now occupied by the president of the United States. What he said remains fixed in my memory. I wonder if I could get a drink of water. There was no triumph in his gesture or attitude. All he wanted was a rest and a drink of water. And if I could, the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake you have ever seen. So fantastic. I think if I had my choice of all the moments to be present at it in that war period, it would be at Gettysburg. Maybe to have seen him craft those beautiful words, his marvelous healing words. The best words. A local photographer took his time focusing. Presumably, the president could be counted on to go on for a while. But he spoke just 269 words. He started off by reminding his audience that just 87 years had passed since the founding of the nation. And then he went on to embolden the Union cause with some of the most stirring words ever spoken. Look at these hands. Are they small hands? He referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you. And that's it for today's show. Just producer Chris Brube feels mildly bilious over the softwood lumber thing. Just producer Mary Wilson is feeling a slight separation of pus over the White House's looking at ways to change libel laws. Good looking at that. Steve Lichtai, executive producer of Slate Podcast, feels a tad tumid over the Duterte meeting. Andy Bowers, chief content officer of the Panoply Network, is feeling eh, a little woozy over the repeal of Dodd-Frank, but wanting to reinstate Glass-Steagall. The gist, we're downright peaked over the pairing of Asian despots and dessert. G, beautiful cake. Kim Jong-un, smart cookie. Too bad we missed Pol Pot being likened to a candy apple. Or the Burmese junta compared to a pack of gummy bears. Now I too am mildly nauseous. Oom-peru, de and thanks for listening.